to welcome you back to day two of week five of our look through First and Second Kings. We're in First Kings chapter 19 these first few days. Yesterday, we looked at the inner battles that God's significant servants always face, the physical and emotional, even sometimes spiritual weariness that comes upon us, causes us to feel, I'm all alone, I've had enough, I want to run. What do you do when you have those feelings? Well, there's no better example than Elijah. It's one of the great stories in all of Scripture that it give us the example, the, the things that we need to do, that God has for us to do when we face these inner battles. The inner victory for Elijah was won on six different fronts. And I want to take the next couple of days to talk together about six things that the Lord says to you when you feel like you're losing that inner battle. If you feel that way now, here's what God has to say to you. The next time you feel that way, here's what God has to say to you. The first thing he has to say to you, it might surprise you, because it's so practical. First thing he says is, you need rest. You need rest. Beginning in verse five, down through verse seven. Then he, Elijah, laid down under a tree and he fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over a hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and he drank and then he lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. One of the reasons we lose this inner battle, the battle with ourselves, is we begin to act like our physical bodies and our spiritual health have nothing to do with each other. Elijah certainly did that. He has this day of battle. He runs ahead of Ahab to get to the city. He's he's just plain worn out. And you and I have to watch out for that. When you begin to think that your Christianity paints a big red C on your chest, like you're super Christian somehow, watch out. Watch out. So God, in a very practical way, Elijah's going through this time of discouragement, says, first rest, then eat, and then decide. So you may need a good night's sleep. You may need a week's vacation. You may need a a month away. There's a lot of actual research on the value of rest in our lives, that just being able to get away for a day, a day of quiet on a comfortable bed in a dark, soundproof room, people often emerge from that, refreshed with new self-control, a new look at life. This is true whether you're a follower of Jesus or not. The truth is our bodies speak to us in ways that we don't understand. But when you're following Christ and you have these feelings, you begin to sense, well, I'm a Christian. I don't have to get that rest in order to feel a different way. I can just pray. No, God tells us in a very practical way, you need rest. That's why there's a Sabbath, That's why Elijah's encouraged to get rest here. The first practical thing to do before you do anything else is get the rest that you need. Nothing else is gonna make sense before you get the rest. So number one, you need rest. Second thing that Elijah learns that day, and you and I learned with him, is you must worship. You must worship. In verse eight, so he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. So he goes to this place, Horeb, the mountain of God. This is a place where he knew he could meet God. This is a place of worship. When you're having this inner battle, you're exhausted, you're discouraged inside, one of the things you need is you need a place of worship, a place of worship where you can see, you can sense that God is in control. And many times it is gonna be a physical place, some place you've gone to before some place that you regularly go to? Do you have a special place where you regularly worship? Jesus did. The Bible tells us that he regularly went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He regularly went to the Mount of Olives. 
then that place was a special place of worship for him. What are your special places of worship where you go and you worship him? My wife was telling me, Shondell was telling me that she recently read that some people build a place in their minds. They may not be able to get away, but they have a place where they sense God's presence. And they, in thinking even about God, they think of themselves in that place being in God's presence. There's something very powerful about places of worship. And when you put yourself physically in a place of worship, you're ready to see God work in your life. And especially when you're weary, you need to be in a familiar place of worship. It's important for God to be able to work in your heart to change your life. So you gotta, you gotta get in that place of worship. And then you have to do the next thing. You rest, you worship. Number three, the third thing that God tells Elijah is you can talk, you can tell someone. Beginning in verse nine, down to verse 10, there Elijah went into a cave and he spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Now, this complaint that I just read from Elijah, why did he say it? Because God invited him to say it. God invited Elijah to voice his complaint. What's wrong? Why are you here? What are you doing here, God asked. And then God just listens. One of the reasons that you lose the inner battle is you never tell anybody else about the battle that you're facing, that you're going through. And it starts with God. First, you tell God. Twice, God invites Elijah to tell what's going on. And Elijah, in fact, repeats the exact same complaint both times. We're gonna see that in a moment. He's obviously rehearsed this in his mind. He's thought it through again and again and again. So when God says, what's wrong? He has the answer. And you may have that in your life. There's something you've rehearsed in your mind again and again and again, but you've never even voiced it to God. Start there. Tell God, tell someone else. You need to tell. If you're gonna walk through, walk out of this time of discouragement, this time of spiritual, physical, emotional weariness, you need rest. You need worship. You need to tell someone. Now, tomorrow we're gonna look at three additional things that you and I need to do. But as we end today, Let's ask together for God's strength to start where he tells us to start. Would you pray with me? Lord, as we think about the needs in our lives, we pray that you'd help us to see that it begins very practically. Help us to get the rest that we need, not to treat ourselves as if we're superhuman somehow. There's pride in that, that whether we can see it or not is there. So Lord, if you're telling us the thing that we need to do is rest, help us to listen to you. If we think there's no space in our lives to rest, I pray that you would provide that space through the wisdom of our friends, through the direction you give in our lives. God, help us to find places of physical rest. And then, Lord, help us to find places where we can worship. And Lord, would you bring to our mind right now a place of worship, some place of worship that's special to us, some place in our house, some place out in nature, some place we've been in the past, some place that we're going in a regular way now. Bring that to our minds. And Lord, Help us to make the decision to go to that place. And then God, help us to tell. First you, this complaint, this problem, this hurt that we've been rehearsing in our mind. Help us to voice those words to you and then to find a trusted Christian friend and voice those words to them. Lord, as we do that, we pray that you'd begin to bring your healing, your strength into our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 